The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome back, church. This is Jim Moore with Prison Transformation Radio. I also work with something called the R3 Collaborative. And joining me is Pastor Dwight Anderson, Prison Mission Association. How you doing, Pastor? Hey, I'm doing good. Yeah, doing we're just good. kind of jumping right on it here because I want to get to my friend Tim. And, okay. And we're going to talk about redemption today. Okay. And it's, uh, I, I did some, I shared this with Tim. He's our guest, Tim Owens. He'll, you'll meet him in a minute. But I, I looked up the definition of redemption because in mm-hmm. the Christian church, redemption is a big thing. But yeah. did you know in the secular world, mm-hmm. redemption's in the dictionary. And here's what it sure. says. The action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. Amen. And I mean, that yeah. sounds kind of dramatic, but it is. Yes. And we're talking about redemption from drug addiction, mm-hmm. or, a.k.a. recovery. Right. We're talking about redemption from the consequences of going to prison, and that's called reentry. And uh, just, uh, if, if I may call you a, a dear friend, we've only met a couple times, Absolutely. so I don't mean to be presumptuous, but just kind of such a heart. And not only does the redemption, it's not about bringing us to neutral. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to get more than neutral. It's, right. I'm getting sober, staying crime-free, but how long you can hold your breath, Pastor Dwight? That's right. It's like there's a That's vacuum, right. yeah. and unless we can fill that with a purposeful life, meaningful mm-hmm. work, I tell a lot of people when I meet them in prison or in treatment programs, how long you can hold your breath unless you get a life? Yep. And so one that was better than you had. One that was better yes, than the one that you have. Right. And that and that saved my life ten years yep. ago. Pastor and actually Dwight. we all need to be redeemed. We're all we sinners. Do. We so do. We all need that. And redemption. we all fight True that Christ. vacuum. Yes. Right? We all fight the yep. vacuum that goes yep. into it. And so uh so we have we're talking about actually the redemption project. Yeah, I like Method that. Name. The is, I like project. that a lot too. Yeah. And this is it's actually, and I'm going to let Tim talk to you about it in just a second here, but it's not just meeting him at the gate. Tim and the Redemption Project go into prison. Okay. And actually, while the men are in prison, work on preparing them for meaningful work, getting mm-hmm. jobs, keeping mm-hmm. jobs. How about let's have a career instead of a job and right. how to build it. And, and let's use that time while they're incubating in prison to start building those skills. And then once they're released from prison to then continue to walk alongside of them with employers that have been lined up and secured to do that. So I'm just sketching, Tim, the big picture. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is Tim Owens. He is the president and founder of the Redemption Project. And so welcome to the show, my friend. God bless you. you. Thank you, Jim and Pastor Mm -hmm. Dwight. Really appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. Mm, And it's wonderful wonderful to have you here. So we like to start with big picture. And we're going to, we got time. We're going to dig into what does this look like, Tim? And before or during and, and after prison. But just maybe help me out with my attempt to kind of describe it. 
Uh, vision and mission, what's the big picture of the Redemption Project? You bet. Um, the mission of the Redemption Project is we partner with businesses to provide inmates while they're incarcerated uh, opportunities for mentoring and meaningful employment upon their release. And our vision centers around uh, the recidivism rates in- Tragic, aren't they? Across the country, they're mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. And ultimately we think by having meaningful employment the day they leave prison uh, gives a great chance for them to break that cycle of recidivism yeah, and not it's return uh, to that situation. And something to hold on to, structured, as well as transitional housing. And you need a lot of those guardrails and support. But mm-hmm. if you've got an engine, if you got work and you're showing up for it in a meaningful way, and you have a business background in, in finance and successful in business, mm-hmm. and you've also got a story. I do. So if, would you tell us a story, sure, sure. Tim, and just kind of let us know who you are and why you were moved to do this work? I had a 30-plus career in banking and finance. I uh, was successful by, by some folks' standards here in the Twin Cities, um, in the business community, a leader in the business community. And through a series of events, I found myself uh, incarcerated for 14 months in the mm. federal prison in Rochester, Minnesota, wow. on an obstruction of justice charge. And my life prior to that, uh, just quite frankly, you know, was a privileged individual. I had never had any contact with law enforcement, never had a parking ticket. Hmm. And so I went into prison with preconceived notions of what it would be like, what the people would be like, and who I would meet. And what I found is, uh, you know, to be sure, there's there's folks in prison that, uh, in fact, some enjoy that lifestyle, but there's a large group of people that want to break the cycle of recidivism and they're right. looking for everything that they can do to prepare themselves for release. Right. And in the research we've done, um, we think there's four impediments to breaking that cycle of recidivism. And there's lack of education at times, housing, affordable and available housing for someone with a criminal record is tough. That's real tough. Very tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, addiction is a huge factor in as you've said before. About 80%? Yeah. At least. Struggling with something. Yep. Yep. Um, But at the top of that list, in our opinion, is finding meaningful, sustainable employment. That's the bedrock. If you can come back, reenter, be part of your community, take care of your family, be able to afford housing, um, not fall into the cycle of depression, things that can tend to lead back to addiction, those can really be uh, a strong boost by getting, securing a good job with people that care and people that have worked with you for okay. 18 to 24 months as a mentor while you're still in prison. It's not a wonderful process, mm-hmm. Pastor Dwight? Yeah. I mean, that just thinking awesome. it through systematically. I have a bit of a corporate background. I also have an addiction background. My 14 months were served at Teen Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's all of that. I prayed for, I prayed for meaningful work. Yeah. I ended up going to work for Teen Challenge for 10 years. Yeah. And that was the heart and soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got my kids back and my family back. Right. But boy, that purposeful work, I, that's why I so resonated when you said that. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was in prison, I had an experience. I worked in uh, the hospital there, actually. And there was a gentleman who unfortunately was dying of cancer and uh, was watching over him one day on a hospice watch. And he said to me, he said, God doesn't make mistakes. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And really walked away when I was released, um, very moved about something needed to be done mm. 
to try to help these folks. So I went from a corporate business career to Redemption Project was founded on January 1st of 2018. Um, Myself, two very dear friends, Dwight Tostenson, who's our CEO, and Tom McGuire, who's co-founder and sits on our board of directors. And we've set about uh, forming these alliances with business partners. Um, We also have as really three steps to our program. It starts with, uh, we bring into prisons, uh, we're, we're beginning October 17th at the Federal Medical Center in Rochester. We bring in a curriculum uh, that we call Virtues for Success. Okay. And it focuses on uh, the four cardinal virtues. And it's a 10 week program, two hours, um, once a week. And again, our CEO, Dwight Tossinson, will be teaching that. And <clears throat> the men are taught um, to use logic, to use reason and to focus on the proper use of wisdom, temperance, justice, prudence. Um, and when they complete this course, and it's, it's meant to be somewhat rigorous and challenging, um, final examination is taken, and when they successfully get through the curriculum, uh, they can formally apply to uh, the Redemption Project as what we call a TRP Fellow. TRP is short for the Redemption Project. And in that process, then, we bring in employers who've agreed to work with us Hmm. And they begin a mentoring process while these individuals are incarcerated. Okay. Um, it's a chance to build a relationship, establish trust, um, get to know these individuals. Because an obstacle uh, to finding employment when you're released from prison, you go out uh, not sure where you want to go. Uh, your parole officer is saying you have to get a job within a week. Uh, and there's, there is a skepticism uh, generally from someone who has a felony record of, can we trust this person? Yeah. Will it be safe right. to have them here? Right. So we describe it to the businesses of thinking about it almost as an 18-month interview. It's really a chance to get to know these folks, tell them about your company. Whatever. While they're in prison. While they're so in building prison. that relationship. Right. It's right. good. Tell them about your, your values, your mission, what kind of opportunities are there for employment. Mm-hmm. And then we, through the Redemption Project, also supplement those efforts, um, reading materials, trade materials, um, books that we think will be helpful in preparing them for, for employment. And if the process goes well, um, they build this relationship over that time period. And then 60 to 90 days uh, before the individual is released, um, if they haven't already done it, we encourage representative from the company to go to the prison and meet with the person in, in, in person. And if you will, that's the face-to-face interview, the first okay. face-to-face interview. Hmm. And go through that process, uh, make sure there's the comfort level with the individual. And the ideal, what we're shooting for, um, is that that allows then the employer to offer them a position. And we really emphasize meaningful, sustainable employment. Talk about what that mm-hmm. looks like. Well, it's a powerful idea. Yeah, yeah. The, the challenge is uh, a lot of people who come out of prison, um, the jobs that are available to them, um, you know, frankly, just aren't the best, perhaps. Right. And minimum wage. It's, minimum it's wage. It's very it's bottom of the barrel. Right. Yeah. So if you're coming out of a period of incarceration, you're trying to build a life, reenter the community, it's, yeah. it's tough. And to be able to do that in a job that... Our employers, we look for a, a sweet spot, if you will, to start out in a, in a position of 16 to $20 an hour. Um, mm-hmm. It gives them a chance to get on their feet, right. um, start taking care of their families in many cases. 
um, and have the best shot to, again, break that cycle of recidivism um, and come back and be meaningful uh, members of the community. And um, that's, the, that's the overall end game, if you will, for us. We succeed when these individuals walk out of prison and have a meaningful job. Now, do you, does it stop there, or to what extent are they continuously engaged with the Redemption Project after prison? Because I know now they've got the employer, but I also know now they're bare naked, it feels like. Mm-hmm. They're out there in the world. The structure's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you continue to facilitate the process after they're released? Part of the requirements to be a participant in the Redemption Project um, and to go through the process is an agreement that we do stay in contact with them after um, they've been released. And we're currently talking actually to several universities who would like to join in us uh, with a study to track the individuals once they've been released on what's their success rate, um, mm-hmm. what type of longevity do they have with the company, um, what's the economic gain they make through the years. And after one year uh, from release and being involved in the project, uh, being employed, we actually then asked those individuals to come back into the Redemption Project and serve as mentors, spokesmen for the next person mm-hmm. coming down the road. So if we do our job right, um, we stay with these folks and they become part of the Redemption mm-hmm. Project and share their redemption with others. That's good. If you just tuned in, you're listening to AM980 The Mission. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Changing Hearts with Christ, and we're talking with Tim Owens. He's the president of the Redemption Project. Now, Tim, you've shared with us about this and about your personal story, and and it's awesome. Now, if there's someone that's listening that has a loved one or a friend in prison, how can they contact you or how can they get involved in in, in this Redemption Project? They can get a hold of us several ways. Uh, They can contact us at our offices. Um, Our phone number there is 952-388-0839. They can go to our website uh, at www.the-redemption-project.org. And uh, if they will reach out to us. We'll be right back in contact with them um, on our website. There's a uh, page they can fill out to communicate with us, and, and we'll follow up with them promptly. Excellent. I, I just love business acumen. We talked over Starbucks about this, but how business people come in to address this problem with practical systematic solutions and just i think folks that you've been listening you've been you've been hearing that we need a systematic step-by-step fill in the gaps that Mm -hmm. that folks fall through i did think of some scripture which came to me in teen challenge pastor dry i don't know if i've ever shared this with you but he said that even the bad he would turn to good Mm-hmm. in his good purpose that's right and i see that in you and and folks out there i want you to know that that he's doing that with mm-hmm. a lot of people coming out yes. of treatment in prison i mean there's some people who may got may they may go back to prison again there's some people who you know small percentage they've woken up and do it but most of them are in the middle and with some structure mm-hmm. like this the need for step-by-step structure they can find their way out. I also want to say, and then I'll, I'll lead this to a question to you, Tim. If you're listening and you're a business owner, mm-hmm. you may be thinking, hey, with, with getting to know some people, maybe I would be willing to extend my business. Or maybe you're out mm-hmm. there thinking, hey, I'd like to be in, whether I would have been incarcerated or not, 
I'd like to be involved with this. So mm-hmm. I want you to think about this in terms of the men we're trying to serve. But folks, there's a, there's a lot of blessings going around. If you're a pastor, you're out in the church and you want to get behind this, right. blessings abound in doing this work. Yes. And and I'd like you to talk talk more because we're talking to the church right now. That's what Salem Media Groups let us do. Mm-hmm. We get to talk to the church. So ask the church, Tim, what can we do yes. to support the Redemption Project? How can we get involved? Well, we can really use, first and foremost, prayers for our mission, and I would emphasize prayers for those gentlemen who are, and ladies who are still incarcerated. Yeah. Um, they need hope. They need hope for the future. Uh, our greatest need, frankly, is businesses to partner with us. Um, we've been fortunate so far to bring a number of, of companies on board. Um, but what we find, it's really a process of getting in, talking to potential employers, businesses, educating them on the issues, uh, getting them comfortable with the process. And, and to begin with, they're they're dipping their toe in. They're not making commitment to hire someone That's immediately. Good. That's good. There's a step-by-step process. They can exit any time. Mm-hmm. So can. They, can, they can explore this without feeling they're overcommitting. Exactly. And okay. it gives them the chance, as I said earlier, to build that relationship um, to see if it could be a good fit. Um, so really, uh, the, the biggest thing that, that would be most helpful to us are individuals, if, if you're employed by someone, perhaps mentioning to, to your company, mm-hmm. uh, seeing if this might be something they would be interested in learning more about. If you're a business owner, um, as we said, please contact us. Uh, we'll yeah. be right out to speak with you. And we have, we have uh, a number of, you know, there's over 2 million people incarcerated in the United States. Yes. There's a big uh, supply part right. of, of the chain. Um, the demand part is the employers. And that's where we are continually looking for partners and and people opening to uh, consider this. And particularly in today's tight job market, um, Mm -hmm. people, employers are out there looking for uh, good employees. And I think given the second chance, these individuals will be very loyal, um, very dedicated to the companies. And very motivated. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when I worked for Teen Challenge, we would work on getting Mm -hmm. people jobs afterwards. And I, I, I worked with employers too. And I said, look, you're, versus hiring someone off the street, you got documented sobriety here. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've got also from, in this case, the Redemption Project, they can show you what these people have been mm-hmm. through. So mm-hmm. in terms of a business-managed risk, it may be one of the wisest things you can possibly right. do is get right. a yeah. highly motivated employee. And there's always risk, right, too. There is. But welcome, yeah. welcome to reality. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I think this is a good business proposal. Yeah. Well, we think so. We yeah. think it benefits all parties. It can benefit the, the employer. It certainly benefits the people coming out of prison. Yeah. Say, so, Tim, we love hearing about change lives, transform lives. Maybe you have a story or two of someone maybe that you've been working with and that you've seen God working in their life. Yeah, there's one individual in particular I would mention. Um, he's in, currently an inmate at uh, FMC Rochester. His name is Dave Snyder. And the formation of the Redemption Project really came from, again, our CEO, Dwight Tostenson, visiting me in prison and talking about the concept of what do these people do when they get out. And those conversations led to conversations with uh, three other gentlemen incarcerated where I was at. This one particular individual, Dave Snyder, um, he's sac- has suffered in the past from uh, lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, he struggled with addiction issues. And Dave really had a transformation of the beginning one a couple of years ago when he found Christ. Mm. 
And through that, he's evolved. We formed a friendship and a relationship. And Dave, while I was there, uh, provided input, thoughts to make the Redemption Project real. And he and I still stay in contact. Mm. And as I said, we're going into the Federal Medical Center in Rochester October 17th. And Dave has been a big advocate there for us. Um, and just received a card from him two days ago. It was a thank you for the Redemption Project being a part of his life, the confidence he's giving, hmm. getting from it. And again, the biggest thing, hope. Praise There's the an opportunity yeah. for me uh, to have a life and stay out of prison. So, you know, hmm. I think you offer something even beyond hope, meaningful work. Mm-hmm. Hope's wonderful and faith, yeah. and you gotta, you got to see a light at the end of the tunnel. To, I rem- at least in my challenges, I found that. But if you can get a handle on something, Mm-hmm. If that's a mentor, mm-hmm. something tangible, give me something tangible right. to give me right. a mentor. Come into prison and and Dwight on your your Dwight will provide that training. That gives me something to hold on to, and then mm-hmm. meaningful work. Mm-hmm. So, folks, just think about that. It's got to start with hope, or else it's dark out there. Right. But right. but we can stand in line. And I also, it's always awkward to say, at least it is for me. But we need fuel too. I know we struggle with this at R three Collaborative, and and we know you know a lot of ministries ask people for funding and support. Mm-hmm. But you know maybe that's what some people that's what they contribute and do. They and they'll pray. Maybe they don't have a business. But is there a way that donors could help fund some of these projects? And if so, how? There is. Um, again, they can go to our website www.the-redemption-project.org, and there's a, a portion on the website to make a donation directly there. Hmm. Um, they can also uh, contact us again, and we can make arrangements for them to mail in donations to our offices. And the funds that people provide, they go to these programs. Um, you know it. It is an expense to go into the programs. We provide reading materials um, and so forth, and um, it would be very helpful to these individuals. So certainly welcome that. I would also say if if someone out there is a kingdom investor, what I mean by that, it's not like a business investment, you don't get money back, but if someone can be a sizable investor and wants to get behind this, um, please reach out to Tim. Mm-hmm. I know he likes Starbucks. I do. Sit down and have coffee because yeah. we, we want you church. We want you involved in doing this. And and by the way, if you've if you've just tuned in or if you've kind of didn't write down, you're driving, maybe you couldn't write down the website, tell people about this podcast. And since we're since we're airing it today, from this day forward, AM nine eighty the mission dot com. Mm-hmm. You go, you click on podcast, and then you'll see Pastor Dwight Anderson, Jim Moore's face pop up That's on right. Prison Transformation. Podcast. Click that and you can listen to the, to this and other podcasts, but you can also share this maybe with your employer or with your pastor mm-hmm. and and let them hear directly from Tim and then and then reach out and connect with the website. So Pastor Pastor Dwight. Yes. Moving. Yes. For me, it, and maybe it's just because I know how much people need yeah. something to hold on to. Yep, yep. I don't know if you want to mention that November 15th, we have the R3 Collaborative Special We're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving dinner yeah. on November 15th. We'd love people to see. Thank you. To meet yeah. and see everybody. We open up our R3 yes. headquarters in Richfield, and that is, it's from 11 to 1. And you'll a lot of ministries come. But mm-hmm. what I like about this R3 meeting, they bring the fruit. 
They right. bring clients that have been through it. We share a full mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner, and we tell stories of yep, hope. So awesome. r3collaborative.org. Stories of redemption. Yeah, stories of redemption. But even more important than that, Jesus, we want to leave it with you. So would you take a, just a few moments, Tim, and just let's thank Jesus for this and close us in prayer. I would. I appreciate that. Uh, Heavenly Father, in Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 through 36, she told us, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Father, we ask that you be with us as we strive to give hope and opportunity to those that are incarcerated. Bless our efforts and those who have joined us in our mission. You have taught us to love our neighbors, we would love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Let us give our love to those seeking redemption and who with your spirit can return to their communities and be an example of those given a second chance and honor your name and grace. Amen. God bless Amen. you, Tim. Amen. Thank you. Yes, you. God bless you, Tim, and your ministry. We'll see you guys all next week. Mm-hmm.